My name is Melanie Borden, and welcome to the Make the Connection with Melanie Borden podcast. Today on Make the Connection with Melanie Borden, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about building an in-house marketing department. It's something that I experienced firsthand and I wanted to offer you some advice and some guidance by providing you with some strategies and efficiencies that will really help your business in the long run. You won't have to recreate the wheel like I had to, and I'm happy to share the knowledge that I've learned because if it helped myself and the business that I had previously worked for, it will also help you too. Back in 2017, I accepted a position at a dealer group for a position called marketing operations manager. What was funny about the title is I said it's mom and I'm obviously a mom too. So a lot of times throughout my time working for that company, the management team would refer to me as mom when I held that position. And even after when I was promoted, they would still call me mom. So there's three different ways that you can handle your marketing department within a business. Number one, you can have a hybrid, which is your outsourcing and you also have in-house support. Number two, you completely outsource everything. And number three is you do everything in-house. So I want to do a series on this topic. This will be one of a couple of episodes that I talk to you about having an in-house marketing department, because a lot of my clients that I work with today come to me and ask me for some of the help in this area. So I know it's an area that a lot of businesses across the country and even outside of the United States need help with. So I want to share with you a couple things, but first I want to tell you a quick story. Prior to today, having my own business, I had worked for a dealer group, as I had mentioned, and the owner had six dealerships. Plus he was an entrepreneur himself, public figure, and he has his own company where they need some level of marketing and advertising. So it wasn't just the dealerships that I was working with. It was him, his real estate company. Oh, and by the way, he also was working on a startup when I was working with him as well. And I assisted with the marketing strategies and some of the execution of the marketing for the startup, which was a coffee shop based out of New Jersey. So during that time, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about marketing and I learned a lot about business. One of the things that I really learned a lot about that is so important to a business, to a marketing department is really the strategy and the working in tandem with accounting. And I worked very, very closely with the company CFO, with the company controller, with the company office managers. And my office was actually in the accounting department. So I signed off on every single invoice for every single vendor that we had that was in relation to marketing and advertising and promotions, et cetera. And even when I first joined the company, everything needed to be taken under consideration for what was being spent. So it was a tremendous undertaking. And again, especially for someone like myself who doesn't have a background in finance, I learned a lot by doing it. So there were a few things that helped me through this process because when I joined the company, we had an agency and my role initially was to really work with the agency as the go between all of the dealerships and all the businesses and the agency and really help drive and guide the direction with the agency with everything we were doing, as well as all of the digital strategy and really overseeing the vendors that the agency weren't working with as well. So then one day the owner came to me and said, 
we're going to create an in-house agency and let's go. <laughs> so I had to figure it out quickly. So a few items that really helped me along the way were number one, creating a budget spreadsheet. This might seem something very basic, but nine times out of 10, when I am doing a consultation for a business, they don't have this. And understanding what you're spending and what your projected spend is for the year is really critical for your business. So this might seem very old school as well, but this is the only way that I knew was to keep everything within a spreadsheet. And there were tools that the CFO and the controller and our COO use on the computer, but for myself and my purpose of really working with the CEO and the CFO and the COO of the company was keeping everything budget-wise in spreadsheets. And that was not just for the years that I was there, but also the years previous that I had to look at everything that we had done, everything that we had spent and how it aligned with the goals of the company, et cetera. So what was great about using spreadsheet for having the budget in one place is it makes it very easy for you to look at the month over month, the quarter over quarter, the year over year. And again, I'm not a CFO. I do not have a finance background, but it really worked for myself when I was reporting to the COO and the CEO every month when we would have our marketing meetings where we could go always go back to those budgets and take a look at what we had projected and where we were. The second area that was really helpful for me with really managing that marketing accounting was keeping a vendor spreadsheet. It was something that no one had done previously previously. And for myself, I need to know if I'm managing all the vendors, like you probably are, I need to know who the vendors are. I need to know how much we're spending. I need to know what the products are that we're using, what departments those products are for, all of their contact information. So when I say contact information, I mean, we want to have the billing contact information for the office. You also want to have your reps contact information, including their email address, their phone number, their titles, potentially their boss's contact info as well, and any other important notes that you would need each month. Things happen and sometimes you need to get a hold of someone yesterday. And if you don't have their contact information, it will waste time for you to try to go and look for all their contact info. So having a vendor spreadsheet is so important. Every month, I couldn't even imagine doing what I had done in the past without this, is having a media buy spreadsheet or a document of what you're spending every single month on advertising. This is different from the vendor spreadsheet because this is showing you each month what you're doing. So for example, you want to have columns that show the types of media that you're doing, what your spends are, the vendors that you're working with, and any notes. So for example, if you are doing a TV buy, you want to show who that TV is buys with, how much is your budget, what month it's in, and what is that campaign for? The reason that you want this is because again, if you're ever in a situation where you need to look quickly to see what you're doing and how you're doing it, it's so important to just know off the top of your head, okay, in the month of June, we did a TV buy with Comcast and we spent $20,000. The campaign was for a spring event. And at the end of each month, you can even upload your metrics to your drive that you get from the vendor, and you can link it to that campaign in the sheets form in the notes section. Some other areas that you want to have locked down for your department, and this is a big one, is having a spreadsheet or documents of the job titles of the employees that are working in the department. You might be thinking, this is something that I don't need, or it could be a waste of time, but I will tell you that I get phone calls and text and LinkedIn messages all the time, every single month from my colleagues, 
all across the United States who work in automotive asking me for this very regularly. They want to know if I have a job description for a specific title. So some of the titles that you would find in a marketing department, and I'm going to give you a few here. In my newsletter this month, I'm going to be including some of the titles for building a marketing department. So some of those titles might be a vice president of marketing, marketing operations manager, a creative director, a social media specialist, a content specialist, an advertising analyst, or a marketing intern. This is really important that you have this, that you know exactly who they are because things, again, things happen and you want to be prepared for an event in case you don't know what's going on. Things happen and you just want to be prepared. One area that was always challenging for me when I was running from dealership to dealership was knowing what my team was doing and when, especially when I was managing other projects and in meetings. I was in a lot of meetings, especially if your team is virtual. And I just want to say that I know that many of you listening right now think you have to be in an office to hold someone accountable and to have an efficient team. My experience with this, even when I was working mostly in an office, is that many people are more productive working outside of an office where they're in their own environment. And COVID, that whole time period was just a perfect example of that, where so many people had no choice but to work out of their houses. So I suggest this. There are two efficient ways that you can manage your team's marketing projects. The first way is with Asana. I recently started using this in January for all my project works after a client had recommended it to me. It has been a game changer for me from an efficiency standpoint. You can assign projects, you can create deadlines, you can upload media, you can send messages, you can put notes, etc. I have zero affiliation with Asana, but I love their platform. It is great for managing projects for your team. And you can also use this for your vendors. So any company that you might be working with that you need something from after you have a call with them, you can create a project in Asana with their name and start assigning them tasks. So that not only are they holding you accountable, but you're also holding them accountable. What I had done when I was running a marketing department is I had a document in Google Sheets. I was unaware of Asana at that time, but this is also an efficient way if you don't have a budget for technology and it's easy and you just create it within Google Sheets and then you share it with the people that you want assigned to the projects. So you would share a document with your team that would look like this. You would have the status of the projects and then the project details right? So the priority, your deadlines, the task name, who the task is assigned to, the assignee, the description of the task and the deliverable. And finally, the percentage of the deliverable that has been completed. It's another control for your team that's really efficient that I had to learn just by doing. Last but not least, you want to have a content library for your business. A content library is essentially an online portfolio of everything that the marketing team is working on and that the business has or owns. For example, you want to have three main folders for the business. Folder number one would be creative graphics. In creative graphics, anything that you have done from a graphic standpoint for your company would be housed in this area. The reason you want this 
is because it's important to keep track of everything creative wise that you've done. It's great for your team, number one, and it's great for the business, number two. For the team, it shows a track record of the work that's been completed, all the projects that have been done and so forth. An example of creative could be banners for your website. Another example could be content that you're posting on social media for a specific campaign. And for the company, you want to have this because it's important for any agency that you're working with or any team member to have an idea of what the style is of the company, to have an understanding of what the expectations are from a creative standpoint, and really just to have everything on file so you have a place that you can go to. The second folder that you should have in your content library should be for content. Content meaning photos and videos. This is so important and so many companies do not have this. It is so critical for social media to have this type of content and to have it in one place that someone can easily access. And if you are organized and have it in one place, it will just create a much more streamlined and seamless experience for everyone. And lastly, you should have a folder for the brand, your brand guide, your Pantone colors. If you have a style guide, if you have a brand book, all of your logos, anything like that, you want to keep in the brand folder. You might also want to consider having a press folder as well. Any media that you've done, any advertorials that you've been in, anything important from an advertising perspective that you think will be impactful maybe in the future, you could use as inspiration, you could repurpose and reuse it. It's really important to have those folders all in there. You can create a content library within your Google Drive. You can create it on cloud like Dropbox or box.com, for example, or if you have some sort of internal drive, you can use that as well. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode today. I'm going to be doing a couple more episodes about having a marketing department. I'm going to be expanding on how you can be more efficient for your business. so much for listening today to make the connection with Melanie Borden. If you felt that this episode helped you and or your business, please go ahead and write me a review so I can continue to bring you the best content possible. By the way, if we are not connected yet on LinkedIn, let's connect. You can find me at www.linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Melanie Borden.